Lesson number 89, Surah Al-A'raf, ayah number 26 to 39. Before we begin, we will listen to the recitation of the first few verses so that we can all focus. يَا بَنِي آدَمَ قَدْ أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكُمْ لِبَاسًا يُوَارِي سَوْآتِكُمْ وَرِيشًا وَلِبَاسُ التَّقْوَى ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ ذَلِكَ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَذَّكَّرُونَ يَا بَنِي آدَمَ لَا يَفْتِنَنَّكُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ كَمَا أَخْرَجَ أَبَوَيْكُمْ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ يَنْزِعُ عَنْهُمَا لِبَاسَهُمَا لِيُرِيَهُمَا سَوْآتِهِمَا إِنَّهُ يَرَاكُمْ هُوَ وَقَبِيلُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا تَرَوْنَهُمْ إِنَّا جَعَلْنَا الشَّيَاطِينَ أَوْلِيَاءَ لِلَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ يَا بَنِي آدَمْ O children of Adam Who is being addressed over here? Us. So you tell yourself, I am being addressed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to me. He is telling me something. What? قَدْ أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكُمْ لِبَاسًا Certainly, we have given you clothing. We have descended on you, we have sent down on you clothing. Meaning, we have commanded you to wear clothes. And we have provided you the means with which you can get clothes. Whether it is that you grow cotton and you make a fabric yourself and you wear that fabric on yourself or it is that you have the means to go and purchase clothes and you put them on. But who is it that has provided you the means to put clothing on? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does this clothing do? Yuwari sawatikum. It covers your private parts. Because human beings have been made such that they don't have any natural covering on themselves, on their bodies. Other creatures, the way that Allah has made them, the way that they're made, the way their bodies are, naturally their private parts are exposed. For instance, in animals, how are they? Four-legged animals, how are they? They're bent downward. So as a result, their private parts are concealed because of how their bodies are. But human beings, they're different. And likewise, Animals, how have they been created? With something on their skin, whether it is feathers or it is fur or wool, whatever it is that covers them. But human beings have not been created that way. So clothing, what does it do? It covers us and it completes us. It covers us and it completes us. Warisha. And it is also feathers for us in the sense that it is something that keeps us warm it is something that conceals us and at the same time it beautifies us it enhances our beauty so for instance a person they have a beautiful skin color however when they wear some color on their body whether it is pink or blue or black or white or green any color what happens is that their body gets more beautiful They look more beautiful, they look more complete. So clothing is something that covers you and it is something that beautifies you. 
And this shows to us that these are the objectives, the purpose behind clothing. What is the objective? What is the purpose of clothing? Covering and beauty. In covering, what did we learn? That covering is a priority. So if a cloth, if some clothes are very beautiful, but they don't cover you properly, then should we choose to wear them? No. What is the first and foremost purpose of clothing? That they should cover you. And what are the three things included in covering? That first of all, they should be? They should be? Concealing. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That they should be not translucent. They should not be transparent. Secondly, they should be covering. And what does that mean? That they should be long enough that they conceal the parts of the body that should be covered. Not that a short dress is being worn so that a person's front or backside is being exposed. No, that is not appropriate. And thirdly, they should be loose enough that they actually cover the person. Because if a person is wearing extremely tight clothing, then they are as good as not wearing anything. So, يُوَارِ سَوْآتِكُمْ وَرِيشَ But clothing is not worn just for the purpose of covering. It should also be worn for the purpose of beautification. So you see, there has to be a balance. Because sometimes we go to an extreme, we say, no, no, it should just cover me. I don't care whether it's faded or it is old and it looks horrible on me. No, no, it should just cover me. No, it should cover you and it should beautify you. We should also focus on beauty. Why? Because we're coming in front of other people and if our clothing are becoming an eyesore for others, then we are... What? We are becoming a source of hurt for other people. Alright? And at the same time, we're not giving a good image of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because then people think that, oh, whoever becomes religious, then they become very boring. Alright? And also think about it, it's a natural desire of a person to beautify themselves. Isn't it so? Little girls even. They want necklaces and they want bracelets. And everything that they see their mom wearing, they want it as well. Right? And they see that if someone is wearing nice clothes, they will appreciate them. My daughter is hardly two years old. And the other day I was wearing something that had beads on it. And she wanted to touch it. And she kept saying, beautiful, beautiful. Like, it's very nice. So even little children notice these things. And this shows to us that it's within our fitrah. It's within our nature to beautify ourselves. So we should also pay attention to that. And especially sisters who are married, they should pay a lot of attention to this. Why? In order to please their husbands. But remember that when it comes to beautification, there's certain things that we need to remember. Firstly, there should be beautification, but that should not be the focus. Meaning for the sake of beautification... Other things should not be compromised. Other things should not be compromised. Like what? Like what gets compromised for the sake of beautification? Modesty, for instance. Because, you know, in different cultures, there are different standards of beauty. And every few months, every few days, every few years, we see that fashion, you know, it changes. So people like to dress up the way you know, certain people are dressing up or the way everybody is dressing up. So in trying to beautify yourself, remember, don't compromise on modesty. What else gets compromised? What else gets compromised? When we are beautifying ourselves, what gets compromised sometimes? 
Yes, our time and our money. That also gets compromised. That some people, their focus becomes just dressing up. In the sense that every few days, every few weeks, every few months, they have to, you know, buy something new in order to beautify themselves with. Or they feel that I've already worn this outfit and I cannot wear this again. I've already worn it to such and such wedding, to such and such party, and I cannot wear it again. Because that same person is coming to this party and they'll see me wearing the same outfit. But this is not correct. Just for the sake of leaving a good impression on other people and to show that we have a lot of money or that we have a lot of clothes, we should not be wasting money. We should not be doing that. Think about it. How much money are we spending on clothes and how much money are we spending on things that are really meaningful that will help us in the hereafter? And remember the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that the son of Adam says, my money, my money, my money. It's my stuff, my clothes, my makeup, my jewelry, my shoes. Hmm? But what is your money? What you've actually used it so much that you tore it or you know it became old and what you sent in the hereafter for yourself. Because everything else, what's going to happen to it? It's going to become somebody else's. It's going to become somebody else's. I myself have seen suitcases, literally suitcases of clothes being given away after somebody passed away. They had a whole section of their house that was not being used. And in the closets, they had kept boxes and boxes and bags and bags of clothes. And what were those clothes? Huge jackets and different, different kinds of clothes. And they were kept even after this person passed away. They were kept because the family felt bad about using it or giving it away. Because our mother kept it. Our mother used it. She wanted it for herself. But then after an entire decade was passed, and that part of the house was needed for something, they had to get rid of all those clothes. And I saw with my own eyes that those clothes were being given to servants. They were being given away for free, for no value whatsoever. People were in no need of it. So think about it. Every time you're buying something super expensive or something that you don't need, reflect on it. That how is it going to benefit me in the long run? And money should not be compromised on this. It doesn't mean that you should never wear expensive clothing. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the means, go ahead. But don't forget to spend in Allah's way. And don't forget to focus on your good manners as well. Don't think clothing is everything. Beautiful clothing is everything. And at the same time, don't forget the needs of other people. Alhamdulillah at Al-Huda, we're having a coat drive. A winter coat drive. Have you seen the flyer? I don't know if an announcement was made or it will be made. But if you have a jacket that you're not wearing, and I'm sure you do, I'm sure you do have a jacket that you're not wearing. Why? Because you wore it last year and you don't want to wear it again this year. Or because now you have a new one. Or that one, you know, it just doesn't fit me that well anymore. You must have at least one that you're not wearing And if it's just sitting like that, what should you do? Give it to someone who needs it. Somebody was telling me yesterday that 
they saw in a documentary or something that how homeless people, when it's winter and they don't have jackets, then what they do is that they stuff their shirts, their clothes with newspaper. Why? Because it insulates and as a result they have some warmth inside. How is it? How is it fair? Tell me. What answer will we give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment? That we had five jackets sitting in our closets. We used to wear only one or two. And the three we had, just in case. The three we had, because they're mine. Because they're mine. And just one mile away from our house, somebody was going in the cold without a jacket. What excuse will we present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment? And alhamdulillah, the way that this coat drive began was that one sister, she got herself a new jacket. And somebody asked her that, okay, what are you going to do with the jacket that you have right now? And she said, okay, I'm going to give it fi sabilillah. And the question was, where do I give it? So then they came up with this idea that why don't we start a coat drive at Al-Huda so that all the people who have extra jackets sitting at home with they're not using, they can bring it and inshallah we can give it to the people who are needy. And always think about it, that on the day of judgment, you will be needy of every little thing. Every, every little good deed. The day of judgment when the sun will be so close and people will be drowning in their sweat. They'll be drowning in their sweat literally. So don't you want something to shade you on the day of judgment? Don't you want something to protect you on the day of judgment from the punishment of hellfire? Because what is it that will protect a person from punishment on that day? It will be his good deeds. They will become like a shield for him. We learned about this earlier. That وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ Deeds will be weighed on the day of judgment. So you want something, anything to help you on the day of judgment. So if there is a jacket just hanging in your closet, bringing you no benefit except that it's occupying space in your house and it's collecting dust on itself. And with every passing day, it's becoming outdated. What good is it to you? What benefit is it going to bring you? But if you give it in the way of Allah, is it not going to benefit you inshallah? Is it not going to benefit you inshallah? It will. But shaitan threatens us with fear and poverty. That what if I need this jacket? What if I need it? You know what? Tell yourself at that time, if I need it, inshallah, Allah will provide me. Allah gave me this one. Allah gave me more. Inshallah, Allah will give me more as well. So, when it comes to clothing, let's remember that when we are beautifying ourselves, we should never compromise on money. And one thing that was mentioned was also time. Sometimes we are taking care of our clothes, we're ironing them, we're pressing them, and we spend like 10 minutes, 15 minutes trying to make sure that they're perfectly pressed, right? And then as we wear them, we have to make sure that you know our makeup and our hair and our jewelry and everything matches perfectly. And so much time is spent on dressing up. You know what I find really funny? And not funny actually, I find it very, very strange. That if you go to any women's party, whether it's a wedding or anything, you'll find less people in the main hall and you'll find more people where? In the washrooms. <laughs> what are they doing? Fixing their hair, fixing their eyelashes, fixing their makeup, fixing every little detail. And they're just staring at the mirror, constantly perfecting themselves. And by the time they go out, it's time to go. And who are you trying to impress? 
Seriously, who are you trying to impress? What are we trying to prove? With perfect hair or with perfect makeup? What's the big deal? If your you know, eyeliner is not perfect, what's the big deal? Are you going to fail at your test or something? Are you going to become sick or something? What's the big deal? People are not going to have a great image of you. You know what? They'll forget about it because they're more concerned about themselves. Isn't it? Every woman is concerned about how her hair is, which is why either she's in the washroom or she's constantly checking herself in a mirror or if she doesn't have that, she's taking her phone out and looking at herself in the mirror, making sure that her hair is fine, her makeup is fine, everything is perfect. I'm not saying don't do makeup and don't make your hair. Do that. But within moderation, within limits, don't spend too much time on this. It is a need. Obviously, you will have to spend some time on it, but don't make it a habit to spend more time than needed on just beautifying yourself. So don't compromise on time when it comes to beautifying yourself. And all of this can be summarized in one word, israf. What is israf? Extravagance. Whether you are spending too much money or you're wasting too much time on this. So stay away from israf when you're putting risha on yourself. Okay? When you're beautifying yourself, stay away from israf. Alright? Because in the Quran, what does Allah say? Kulu washrabu wala tusrifu. Eat and drink. Use the blessings that Allah has given you. Enjoy them. But don't do israf. Because that's something that doesn't befit a person who is preparing Jannah for himself. Also one more thing, when it comes to beautifying yourself, that should not be compromised. When it comes to women especially, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, that وَلَا يُبَدِينَ زِينَتَهُنَّ That they should not expose their adornment, their beautification. Expose their beautification to who? To who? To other women? No. To their families? No. They should not expose their beautification to who? To non-mahram. Meaning to men who are not related to them. Because you might have thought that we saw the pictures of those birds and they looked so beautiful. Right? And that's what Allah is telling us to do. That we should put on rish on ourselves so that we beautify ourselves. Then why do we have to wear hijab? Why do we have to wear an abaya? Why? Because Allah says in the Qur'an, beautify yourself, that's a natural need of every woman. However, when she goes out, when she goes in front of men who are not related to her, then she's not allowed to show that beauty to them. So wear anything that you want within the correct limits, but when you go out, then you have to be careful. And the solution to that is what? That cover your beauty. Some sisters, what do they do? They don't beautify themselves at all. They say, since I don't wear, you know, abaya, that's why I have to wear this plain black skirt all the time. And I have to wear this plain blue skirt all the time. And this boring blouse. And this brown jacket. Why? Because I don't wear an abaya. And I have to wear these loose black pants all the time because I don't wear an abaya. And I'm not going to wear makeup ever again. I'm not going to wear lip gloss. I'm not going to wear any jewelry because then you're beautifying yourself in front of other people. That's not right. You should beautify yourself. Once the Prophet ﷺ saw the hand of a woman, and it didn't have nothing on it. No jewelry, no henna. And he said, is this the hand of a man or a woman? Hmm? But what do women do? They will not wear jewelry, even rings, even bracelets, 
Right. One is that it's difficult for you. So for example, if I were wearing bracelets right now, and every time I moved, they would go chan chan, you would be distracted by that. Right? Instead of focusing on the class, you'd be focusing on my bracelets. Alright? So that's a different situation. But, I mean, this is a natural need of every woman. And if you will not fulfill it, you will snap. You will snap. You'll go to another extreme. So beautify yourself. Make sure you do that. Allah is not stopping us from beautifying ourselves. But what do we do when we go in front of other men? Just cover it. Simply cover it. Wear earrings underneath your hijab. Big, huge earrings if you want. Most colorful if you want. Make your hair however. Okay? Wear whatever necklace you want. Wear the nicest clothes that you want. But when you step out, when you go in front of other men, then what does Allah say? That the believing women should not expose their beauty in front of non-mahram men. That's it. Simple. Alright? So, doesn't mean that you come uh, all decked up to class. But you can. So for example, the salt sisters over here, if you love to wear makeup, go ahead. Go ahead, because it's women over here. But when you go in front of other men, then you have to be careful about that. Okay? So, what do we learn over here in this ayah? That clothing is something that Allah has blessed us with. It's a blessing from Allah. It covers us, it beautifies us. We should use it, we should enjoy it. However, we should not compromise certain principles when it comes to beautifying ourselves. And what are those principles? That zina, beautification, should not be displayed before non-mahram men. And a person should stay away from israf. They should stay away from extravagance. And Allah says, وَلِبَاسُ التَّقْوَى ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ Clothing of piety, that is much better. Much better than what? Than your outer clothing. Than your tangible clothing. So for example, one is that you are wearing beautiful clothes. You're going to your friend's party, her engagement let's say, or her nikah, and you are wearing the best clothes that you have in your closet. You make your hair really good, you put your makeup on, amazing. But if you go there and sit down with a sour mood, and everyone who comes and talks to you, you ignore them, or you give them those eyes, and you end up arguing with someone, and yelling at another person, and fighting with another person, then you know what? Your beautiful clothing is meaningless. Really. Because you're not looking beautiful at all. You're in fact looking very ugly, even with those sleek, black, shining, straight hair. You look really ugly. Why? Because of your bad character. So what does Allah say? لِبَاسُ taqwa. Our focus should not be just on beautifying ourselves outwardly, but also beautifying our heart, beautifying our manners, beautifying our dealings with other people. That should be our main focus. In the Qur'an, Allah says in Surah Al-Hujurat, Ayah 7, that, وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ حَبَّبَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْإِيمَانِ وَزَيَّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ وَكَرَّهَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوقَ وَالْعِصِيَانِ That Allah has made beloved to you iman. Meaning iman, Allah has made it very beloved to you, so you love it. And has made it beautiful in your hearts. So what is the beauty of the heart? Iman. What is the beauty of the heart? 
that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes. Whether it is good thoughts, whether it is love of Allah, fear of Allah, love for the Prophet ﷺ, positive thinking about others, forgiving others, all of this is what? Beauty of the heart. And that is something that we must, we must focus on. Because if a person has beautiful manners, then it doesn't make a difference whether they are wearing silk clothes or cotton clothes. It doesn't make a difference whether they're wearing a jacket which is worth $500 or worth $50. It doesn't make a difference. Why? Because their beauty will radiate. It will shine. It will be far more effective. It will be far more catchy than a shiny diamond can. Right? So beauty, you know, it draws the attention of other people. But the beauty of character that is far more impressive. That is far better. Because any person can beautify themselves in a tangible sense. Right? Any person can do that. And people can use many deceptive techniques in order to beautify themselves. Like for instance, someone has very short eyelashes, they go and put on fake eyelashes. Right? Someone puts on makeup that conceals their skin so well that they look very, very beautiful. Right? Someone could put on certain clothes or certain kind of shoes that will change the way that they look completely. It will change their height. It will change their figure because of the kind of clothes that they're wearing. Right? But when it comes to real beauty, which is the beauty of character, that is true accomplishment. That is true accomplishment. Because that makes a person look beautiful in the eyes of people and in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we don't want to just look beautiful in the sight of people. We want to be really beautiful in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever that we wear, it should be libasu taqwa. Meaning it should reflect piety. It should show that a person is afraid of Allah. Meaning the clothes that a woman wears, that a man wears, they should be Allah approved. Okay? They should be Quran approved. They should be sunnah approved. Alright? So nothing should be worn that reflects disobedience to Allah. That reflects, I don't care what's mentioned in the Qur'an. I just care about fashion. I just care about my looks. No. That does not befit a believing person. So, وَلِبَاسُ taqwa ذَلِكَ خَيْرٍ That is much better. The Prophet ﷺ said that the most complete of believers in Iman are those who are most excellent in character. Not those who have the most perfect clothes that fit them really well. The color just suits them perfectly. The length of the clothes is just perfectly fine. No. Who is akmalul mu'minina imanan? Ahsanuhum khuluqan. Those who are best in their character. Once the Prophet ﷺ was asked, O Messenger of Allah, a certain woman, she prays in the night, fasts in the day, and does good deeds, and also gives charity. But she hurts her neighbors with her tongue. She hurts her neighbors with her sharp tongue. And we can take neighbors as even people who are living in the room that is next to ours. Could be your brother, could be your sister, could be your parents, you know, whoever. Okay? So this woman, very righteous otherwise, but she used to hurt her neighbors with her tongue. The Messenger of Allah ﷺ said, there is no good in her. She is one of the people of the fire. 
because of her bad akhlaq, because of her sharp tongue, because of the rudeness of her speech, her salah is not helping her, her fasts are not helping her. Her bad manners are taking her to the fire of hell. The Prophet ﷺ was asked about another woman, that she prays the fart prayers, meaning only the five obligatory prayers, and she gives a little bit of yogurt as sadaqah, and she does not hurt anyone. Meaning whatever little bit of food that she can find, extra, she gives that as sadaqah. But she's very careful about how she interacts with other people. She doesn't hurt anyone. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, she is one of the people of paradise. She is one of the people of paradise. Why? Because of her good akhlaq. This is why Allah says, وَلِبَاسُ taqwa ذَلِكَ خَيْرٍ We try to impress people with our jewelry. With our perfect eyeliner, with our perfect shade of lipstick, with our perfect style of making hair. Hmm? But what is it that is far more important? It's good character. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, there was this book I read in which um, this, the female character, she realized that my mother told me if you can't be beautiful, you should at least be good to people because it'll, they'll appreciate it more. Because we put in so much effort in trying to beautify ourselves, which is why we stand for 15 minutes, 20 minutes in front of the mirror, checking constantly. So is my mascara okay? My eyeliner okay? Is the lipstick okay? Is it smudged? Is it this? Is it that? You know, sometimes I'm amazed that sisters are standing in the uniforms over here in the washrooms, perfecting their white hijabs. Like, really? We told you to wear white so that you wouldn't waste much time. And if you waste your time perfecting your white hijabs in the washrooms, come on. Like seriously, it's only white. There's no color in it. And they should be plain, as plain as possible. Right? So that they don't distract you as much. So we spend so much time beautifying ourselves outwardly, but our efforts should be dedicated to what? Beautifying ourselves on the inside. Beautifying ourselves on the inside. You know like on your clothes, on your hijab, let's say, the one that you're wearing right now, white. If there was a big ketchup stain, right in front, would you be okay with that? Would you be like, oh whatever, I'll just go home, put it in the laundry. Yeah? Or would you be standing in the washrooms right now, trying to clean that? Or trying to wear your hijab in such a way that that big ketchup stain can be hidden somehow? What would you do? What would you do? Would that stain bother you? Would it? Yes, it would. So just like that, we have many bigger ketchup stains on our heart. Don't we? Much bigger and much worse. But we ignore them. And we don't think about removing them. We don't think about beautifying our heart. Sometimes we're so concerned about eye makeup. Hmm? That will apply so many layers and a different product on every part of the eye. Why? Because we want our eyes to look just perfect. Something else inside, something else outside, something else on the lashes, and something else right under the brow. Right? And we'll use different, different colors perfecting our eyes. Have we ever thought about perfecting our salah like that? Perfecting our recitation of the Qur'an in that manner? Perfecting the way that we speak to our parents? Perfecting the way we think about other people in our hearts? Think about it. We've become very materialistic. And we forget what is most important. 
Whenever you're wasting too much time, you know, perfecting your beautification, tell yourself, this body is going to end up in the grave anyway. Seriously. You think your body is going to stay perfect always? No. One day, it will be put under the mud. Think about it. People will wash you, they'll shroud you in the most plain clothes, and they'll put you under the mud. And what's going to happen to your beautiful eyes then? And your beautiful lips then? What's going to happen to it? It's going to rot. It's going to decay. It's going to decompose. It's going to finish. But the way you looked at someone, and the way you spoke to someone with that mouth, and the kind of horrible expression that you made with your lips, that is going to stay. We perfect our nails And we forget about what we're typing and what we're writing with those fingers. What we write, what we type is going to stay in our record forever. And those nails, those fingers are going to rot in the grave. So what's more important? Outer beauty or our actions and our character? What's more important? Our actions, our character. Assalamu alaikum. I just wanted to say that sometimes when we've displayed bad behavior or we've been rude to someone, the effect is everlasting. The person might remember you for that bad behavior forever. And it happened to me that sometimes you speak to someone and you don't realize that you've been very rude. And even if after a while you apologize, you still feel really bad about it. Yes. Whereas you can go and change your clothes and look beautiful or put another color on, yes. the bad behavior will always stay that is within so people's true. minds. That is so true. Um, I was reading a quote yesterday that some people might die and their character keeps them alive. But some people may be alive, but their character kills them. Yes. Some people die, but their character, what they did, their actions, they keep them alive, their beauty. What the impressions that they've left in the hearts of people, they keep them alive. And some people, they may be alive, but their character, their actions, make them as if they are dead. Because people don't want to know them, they don't want to be around them, they don't want to hear them, they don't want to have anything to do with them. Because even though they have beautiful eyes and beautiful clothes, they're very hurtful in their words. So this is why Allah says, وَلِبَاسُ التَّقْوَى ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ okay. alaikum. I was listening to a lecture the other day um, and they're talking about how we become so obsessed with the gifts but not the giver. So the blessings that we get but not from the person the giver. who gave it to us. Yes. Yeah, the giver. And then she said that because we put it in our hearts and not in our hand. Because if it was in our hand, we wouldn't mind so much if it was taken away from us. But if we put it in our hearts, we're so obsessed with it, just the concept of it. And then she gave a story, an example of a man who, he had boats. So he had lots of merchandise on his boats. And um, he was teaching a class and a man came up to him and said, we're sorry, but something happened to your boat, like it sinked. And then he paused and he said, Alhamdulillah. And then he kept teaching. And then they came back to him and said, I'm sorry, it wasn't your boat, it was another person's boat. And then he paused again and he said, Alhamdulillah. And then later they asked him why he said, Alhamdulillah. And he said, the first time I paused and I checked my heart to see if it moved, and it didn't, so I said, Alhamdulillah. And then again, when they told me that it wasn't my boat, I paused to see if my heart moved, and it didn't, so I said, Alhamdulillah. So the blessings that Allah has given us, let's use them. But don't get too attached to them. So that our all of our concern becomes 
our body and our clothes and our makeup and our hair and all these products that we have to use. No. Let's remember the purpose of our lives, which is to draw closer to Allah, not to beautify your body. So, وَلِبَاسُ التَّقْوَى ذَلِكَ خَيْرٍ That is much better. And remember that when it comes to beautifying yourself, it's not just your clothing. In the ayah, clothing is mentioned. But it also applies to your body. Which is why we were discussing makeup and hair. And when it comes to hair, again I would like to remind all of you, that when it comes to beautifying our hair, many times we wear our hair bun, or whatever, really high. Hmm? So then what happens is that, our head, it looks like the hump of a camel. And that has been described as the seat of shaitan. The seat of what? Shaitan. So it's like as though a woman is walking, and who's sitting on her head? Shaitan. Why? Because then she's like, my head, you know. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Then your attitude changes completely. The way you perceive yourself, it changes. And the way it draws other people's attention, so let's be careful about it. And I want right now, and I hope inshallah you won't mind, because our purpose of coming here is to not just learn, but to do islah, to correct ourselves. Many times we don't see the back of our head, so we can't really tell if we are wearing our hair too high, so it looks like a bump. So we are sisters, believers, and a believer is the mirror of another believer. So can we become mirrors right now to those who are sitting next to us? And... Let's remind, if someone is not wearing their hair properly, very nicely and politely, that your hair is a little too high, or your hair is, alhamdulillah, perfect. Can we do that? Very nicely. And nobody make fun of another person. Don't you dare do that. And don't you dare make any person feel bad. Because it could be an honest mistake. Hmm? So if your hair is too high, what can you do? What can you do? Just lower it. Is my shine? Does it look like a camel hump? Does it? Okay. If it ever does, please come and tell me. Okay? Because it happens sometimes that we don't realize. In a hurry, we're just tying our hair and it's too high and it won't be correct if it's like that. Okay? Alright. So let's continue. Allah says, وَلِبَاسُ التَّقْوَى ذَلِكَ خَيْرٍ ذَلِكَ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ This is from the signs of Allah. What is? Clothing. It's of the miracles of Allah. I mean, isn't it amazing that every day you can dress up differently? I mean, a bird that has been created with blue feathers, it will forever remain blue. But you can wear blue one day and turquoise another day and green the other day and another shade of blue and another shade of green, whatever you want. Assalamualaikum. Uh, sorry, we had some confusions about the bum. Okay. If it's below your head, that's fine? Yes. Or, yeah. so See, a camel hump, what does it look like? Inshallah, I think I'll show you a picture so that you can become clear on that. Hmm? A camel hump, it looks like, so it's at the same length. Think about a wave. Okay, like a sound wave, how those pictures are. So it should not be like that. That this is the bump of your head and this is the bump of your hair. You get it? This is the bump of your head and this is the bump of your hair. It should be as low as possible. Okay? So if there is a bump but it's like really far down, that's okay. But if it's high, that's not okay. That's, I mean, shaitan can't sit there. If he tries to sit, he'll fall. <laughs> okay? But if you're making a perfect hump for shaitan so that he can sit there comfortably and ride you, he don't want that. 
ہے سو دہلی کم ان آیات اللہ کرون دائنس آف اللہ سو دیٹ دے ریمبر سو فرام ٹوڈے وٹ آر وی گن ڈو وین یو ڈریس اپ چیک یور سیلف مائی کلوتھنگ ڈز اٹ ریفلیکٹ دا فیئر آف اللہ اور ڈز اٹ شو دیٹ آئی ایم جسٹ اے فیشنسٹا یس wear their hijab according to how Allah has told us to because of all these like um, new things that people uh, especially like Islamic stores have made like volumizing clips or something like that seriously? just so they can like puff it up la hawla wa la quwata illa billah volumizing clips wow interesting and then sometimes you'll find videos also of how to wear your hijab in the most fashionable way. Right? So that's, I mean, you know what to watch and what not to watch. And even if you watch something, doesn't mean that you have to do it. Okay? Okay.